0: This can include memorizing, but I want to narrow in on the experience of reading poetry even more occasionally, and having those shadows, fragments, and threads of what you've read become part of you over time. In his preface to the new anthology, 30 Poems to Memorize Before It's Too Late, David Kern writes, Poetry remembered is more than just fancy language saved for later. It is also beauty running through us, changing us, And altering our essential state. I've absolutely experienced this work of poetry getting into my blood, but I'm a fanatic who's spent years buried in poetry books and recordings. I wanted to talk with someone who has been affected by remembered poetry as beauty running through us, even though he's not as immersed and obsessed with poetry as I am. So I'm here today with the inimitable Ben-Gaitis, Engineering professor, hobby farmer, game designer, excellent father, fisher person, fun roommate, and my husband. I have him to thank for getting this podcast across the bridge from an idea and daydream to reality, both because of his encouragement to just get started on my idea, and as importantly, his technical support in figuring out how to get this all recorded and published. So thanks for being here, Ben. Thank you. I didn't even have to I'm bribe excited you to be here. <laughs> I'm glad you're here and I didn't even have to bribe you with ice cream like I did the girls, so I appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so tell me a little bit about your poetry life.
1: Yeah, okay. Um, well, I I enjoy writing poetry, though I don't do it often anymore. Um, I started writing poetry probably around 5th or the 6th grade. I uh, wrote a lot more in high school for creative writing class and then just on my own. Um, I had a couple of poems published in my high school uh, literary anthology. Fun. And then in college, I kept writing uh, poetry for fun, and I had a poem published in the college's anthology as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Good old dialogue.
1: Yeah. That's right. Um, so although I, I chose engineering as a field of study and a career path, I had at one point considered English as a possible major, as well as other humanities like classics. Um, so I have a love and appreciation for the humanities. And one thing that poetry and engineering share is they both are centered on design and while poetry can be just simply expressive often the a poem is designed by the poet for a certain purpose it's it's drafted it's prototyped it's tested and it's revised and then hopefully delivered to the client the user the reader Um, I love that uh, that process and it's what engineering is all about too Um, I think you know god is the ultimate designer and he made us in his image so we love to design and whether that be in poetry or machines or infrastructure uh it's a a similar process
0: yeah that's neat i think together we would be the perfect poet because the design and revision and all that is the hard part for me it's like the fluffy ideas that come more easily um what about reading poetry have you read much or do you or did you
1: um, I don't read very much poetry these days, other than when I see your poetry books lying around the house, I'll, uh, read a poem here or there. we are tripping over them um, or
0: moving them off of our bed so we can get in. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, I do, I do come across poetry, uh, just kind of on the, on the internet, just different people I follow on Twitter and, uh, whether it's through, you know, literary circles and, or, or um, theology, discussion, things like that. So I come across po- poetry um, here and there, but I don't actively seek it out very much anymore. Um, I did a lot in high school and co- in college. I, I read quite a bit. Um, I was involved with the Festival of Faith and Writing in, at Calvin where we went, and uh, I read a lot of poetry around that time. Um, of the poets that were coming and Mm -hmm. so yeah
0: all right so you knew a little bit about well that I wanted one of the themes of this podcast to be poems that might be kind of buried but surface in in different circumstances and you um, brought a poem today to read to us that will somehow fit into this theme so do you want to just start by reading it and then we could talk about how it fits our theme today
1: yeah. Uh, so I chose a poem by EE Cummings and the poem is called I thank you God for most this amazing. I thank you God for most this amazing day for the sleeping greenly spirits of trees and a blue drew and a blue true dream of sky and for everything which is natural which is infinite which is yes. I, who have died, am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life, and of love, and wings, and of the gay, great, happening, illimitably, earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being doubt unimaginable you? Now the ears of my ears awake, And now the eyes of my eyes are opened.
0: Thank you. So what led you to bring this poem today in light of our theme?
1: Uh, I chose this poem because uh, twice this past spring, it resurfaced in my brain and I ruminated on it. Uh, Once, it was a beautiful spring day here in Oregon after a long winter of rain. The sun was shining and it it was very warm. And I remember I shared it with my students in my environmental engineering class that day.
0: Oh, fun.
1: And another time I was able to go up to the Metolius River in the Cascades to go fly fishing for my friend's 40th birthday. And it was snowy and quiet there, crystal clear river running through a forest of ponderosa pines, blue sky. And I shared it with the other fellows who were there uh, as well then. I kind of, you know, whenever I feel overwhelmed by the beauty around me, by God's greatness in it and, and his godness and my Lowly humanness in all of that. Uh, this poem comes into my mind. Um, it's a it's a prayer. It reads a lot like a psalm, and uh, a couple of ways in the poem that Cummings he makes this point. Um, you know, God is sort of everything which is yes, and humans are the no of all nothing. Uh, he's stingy with his capital letters, and in this poem. The the cat the only capitals are for you God and you while oh, yeah. the I which we usually capitalize is lowercase mm-hmm. right and he also he plays with syntax a lot and in that first line he he moves where we normally put the word most you know I thank you God for usually you'd say this most amazing day but he says most this amazing day and that really emphasizes that most. Mm-hmm. And then later he does the same thing when he talks about human merely being right emphasizing mm-hmm. the merely of our humanity mm-hmm. so and it's yeah, those I...
0: surprises like if it flowed the way we expected it might not sink in the some the same way but it seems like that in the inverted words trip you up and make you actually even pay attention to the phrase human being and what that means. I love that he does that.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: I'm also really proud to hear that you've been reading poems to people, honey. (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Is there a certain line or phrase from this poem that especially runs through your blood?
1: Uh, What usually comes into my mind is the opening of the prayer. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, which then brings to mind the rest of the poem and and then also the last two lines now the ears of my ears awake and now the eyes of my eyes are opened Mm -hmm. Um, ears of my ears and eyes of my eyes to me means something deeper than just our physical sensory perception but something deeper Mm -hmm. and that's what I feel when I experience that overwhelming beauty and that and feel that humility in the face of God's greatness, like I've had a a spiritual awakening and opening, not just a, a physical or a sensory one.
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful. It's not easy to read Cummings, especially aloud, and it can seem really confusing. And there's definitely poems and poets I've read that I feel almost annoyed, like it's confusing to try to hide if the poem means anything or what it means. But with Cummings, it seems like he's writing in this kind of in just difficult way, but he's trying to reach to express something more clearly and more deeply. I've, I don't feel like he's trying to hide it, but trying to share it, but to push language further than it usually is to be able to share that with us. And like you said, somehow that happens in those last lines. He's talking about ears and eyes. Mm-hmm. But he writes it in this way that makes it mean more than that, makes it mean something spiritual, through, even though it's more confusing at first read than plain language would be. Right. Um, yeah, I love this one. Are there any other poems? We're almost done here, but are there any other poems that you have stuck in your head you don't have to say them or read them but just give a couple titles of ones that are your friends
1: oh the one that comes to mind is the pasture by robert frost Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a short straightforward poem about a farmer going out to do his everyday farm work and we have a small farm and i think of it frequently when i'm about to go out and do some mundane task out at the barn Just that sort of, well, I'm going out to clean the pasture spring. (laughs) We don't have a pasture spring, but I'm going out to trim the sheep hooves, or I'm going out to um, gather the eggs, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the one that came into my mind uh, right away when you asked that question.
0: Yeah, I love that one too. Okay, I'm going to finish up by reading the poem aloud myself if I can, okay? Yeah, go ahead. I thank you, God, for most this amazing by E.E. E. Cummings. I thank you, God, for most this amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I, who have died, am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birth, day, of life, and of love, and wings, and of the gay, great, happening, illimitably earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all nothing, human merely being, doubt, unimaginable you? Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. Thanks for joining me today, honey, and for bringing this great poem.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: Love you. Bye.
1: Love you too. Bye.
0: Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.